What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. Ryan McNichols here, host of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 24th. We are two weeks away from the start of the NFL season, so that means fantasy football is going to be kicking into high gear. A lot of leagues are going to be doing their drafting over the next two weeks. I know most leagues like to wait until the last minute to do their drafting. That way, they have the most up-to-date information as far as injuries, who's going to start, who's on the roster. I hope most of your leagues wait. I know all of my leagues wait until the weekend prior to the start of the NFL season, so Labor Day weekend is going to be a busy draft season for myself. Going to have a lot happening, a lot going on. We here at the Fantasy Oddballs have had a lot going on in the background, haven't been able to coordinate together to record an episode all together, so with that being said, it's just going to be me here by myself today, running solo for this episode and probably the next couple of episodes as we begin a new little mini-series here on the show. It's called Review to Preview. It's a very simple concept. We are going to review each of the 32 NFL teams 2022 seasons, and then we're going to see what that can potentially tell us about the upcoming 2023 season. Very simple concept. You review last year to get a preview of what this year is going to be like. We are going to go through and do all 32 NFL teams. We are going to do one team per episode, try to keep it a little shorter, keep this around a 10, 15 minute episode, and just kind of, again, go through what happened last year, talk about what it could potentially mean for this year, and give you some, you know, last minute advice prior to your fantasy drafts for the upcoming season. With that being said, there's no better place to start than with last year's Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs of the AFC West. They finished last year at 14-3, first place in the AFC Conference. They were number one in points scored, number one in offensive yards gained, and yet, despite all of that, there are question marks all over this offense from a fantasy standpoint. So let's start where there's not question marks. You have Patrick Mahomes. He's awesome. He's going as the quarterback one. He should be going as the quarterback one. He's produced at a high level for long enough now that there shouldn't be any question marks about whether Patrick Mahomes is in the top tier of quarterbacks, let alone his own tier. He's going as QB1 for a reason. It's going to be a high price to pay. Again, I'm not a huge fan of taking quarterbacks too early in drafts. Patrick Mahomes does typically go earlier than I am comfortable taking a quarterback. But if you want to grab Patrick Mahomes and know that you have an edge at the quarterback position on a weekly basis, I don't have a problem with that. Patrick Mahomes finished inside of the top 10 at the quarterback position 13 times last season. So 13 out of 17 games, he was a top 10 quarterback. And the other four games, he was still inside the top 15. In fact, his worst quarterback finish on the season last year was at quarterback 13. So just barely outside a starter in 12-team leagues. You want Patrick Mahomes on your team. He gives you an edge every week at the quarterback position. Not as much over guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts as somebody like Travis Kelsey has over Mark Andrews or George Kittle or the next level of tight ends, but still somebody that you obviously want on your team. And if you're going to draft him that early, you just have to be prepared to build your team around taking a quarterback that early. Aside from Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, who again is awesome. He's going again going earlier than I typically like to take a tight end in in drafts, but. 
I see him going in the first round in pretty much all of my mock drafts. If you want to take Travis Kelsey in the first round, again, I don't blame you. Just be prepared to build your team around the fact that you took a tight end that early, and so you have to compensate for that by grabbing you know more wide receivers and running backs that are a little bit lower down than you probably would have liked, and maybe waiting on another position like quarterback, or maybe going a zero RB strategy if you draft a tight end that early. But just be prepared. And again, I don't blame you for taking Travis Kelsey. He had 11 top finish. He had 11 finishes as a top five tight end last season. His worst finish at the tight end position was tight end 15, and that was with 11.3 fantasy points, which means there are 14 tight ends that scored more than that, which doesn't happen very often. So even in his worst game, he still provided you with double digit fantasy points. He's going to be awesome. He's going to be Patrick Mahomes' number one target. The connection is established there. There's no question marks about those two players. The rest of the team, however, there's tons of question marks about. Let's start with the wide receiver positions, which I think have the most question marks and you know a lot of uh, different takes that could be had here. Last season's wide receiver leader, Juju Smith-Schuster, no longer with the team. He had five finishes last season where he was a top 30 wide receiver. Again, that was only five finishes where he was a top 30 wide receiver, and that is despite the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs led the NFL in scoring and in offensive yards gained. In addition to Juju Smith-Schuster, you had guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Miko Hardman, those guys were also involved. They had some pop-off games here and there, but it was pretty random and pretty unpredictable. In fact, Miko Hardman's three best games came in this uh, stretch in the middle of the season that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In Week 7 against the San Francisco 49ers, both Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman finished inside the top five at the wide receiver position. Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver four with 25.4 points in PPR leagues. And Miko Hardman with 28 fantasy points in, in PPR leagues. Juju Smith-Schuster's other two uh, top finishes came the week prior in week six against the Buffalo Bills, which makes sense when you're going against the Bills. You expect a lot of yards and scoring to happen. And then the team, the Kansas City Chiefs had a bye in week eight. They come out of week eight and play the Tennessee Titans in week nine, where they take it to overtime in a game that was 20-17. to However, the Chiefs had managed to pass for 422 yards, and because of that, Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman were wide receiver 8 and wide receiver 6, respectively, for that week. And then outside of that, Miko Hardman doesn't make another appearance inside of the top 30. And then you had Marquez Valdez-Scantling, whose best finish on the season was at wide receiver 20. And outside of that, didn't provide a whole lot of value. Juju Smith-Schuster is now gone. Miko Hardman is now gone. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is left over. Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Justin Ross, who didn't play last year because he was on IR all season. All leftovers from last year. In addition to that, Kansas City Chiefs brought Richie James in from the, who was on the New York Giants, had a nice little breakout season last year. And then you have Rasheed Rice, who the Kansas City Chiefs drafted in the second round. So far in the preseason, Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling have been running as the top two wide receivers, so they've been out there in you know in 12 personnel when you've only got two wide receivers out there on the field. 
And behind that, it's pretty much an open contest. But again, last season, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was the top wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, only had five weeks where he finished as a top 30 wide receiver. Now, four of those were inside of the top 10. But outside of that, every week he was pretty much a letdown for you. So just because one of these guys could emerge as the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a usable asset on a consistent basis. And unless we see one of these guys really establish a connection with Patrick Mahomes, it could be a wide receiver by committee this year, just like it was all of last year. In which case, you know, it's pretty much a matter of you picking a guy you want to plant your flag on. Sky Moore seems to be the leader in the clubhouse at the moment as far as who everybody is most confident in emerging as the top wide receiver on the team for this season. There are other people who are looking at, you know, the fact that they brought in Richie James or the fact that they drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round. You know, I personally have an investment in Rasheed Rice, who I have in a dynasty league. I think that, you know, everybody was just kind of saying, well, he's just kind of a repeat of what they did last year with Sky Moore. And my feeling is that Sky Moore was almost, Sky Moore was a bit of a reach and it was an attempt to replicate Tyreek Hill essentially trying to replicate you know a one of one there's just not a whole lot of guys that are built like Tyreek Hill that come to the NFL level that have success and I feel like grabbing Sky Moore might have been a an attempt to recreate that if they had traded Tyreek Hill away and it just didn't work out and Rasheed Rice fits more of the typical you know prototype for a wide receiver one as far as his build while I'm not expecting any one of these guys to emerge and be a top 10 top 15 probably not even a top 20 wide receiver we could see one of these guys begin to emerge as a usable fantasy asset in the, like the flex position as the season progresses and see who Patrick Mahomes established a chemistry rift that there's anybody outside of Travis Kelsey that he can pick up and gain some steam with. So again, with the wide receivers, it's just a matter of pretty much planting your flag on which guy you think it's going to be and picking them. I wouldn't pick them any more than being, you know, to be the last guy on my bench in my draft. You know, the the last pick I'm taking before I draft a kicker or a defense or special teams if you're, you know, if your leagues do that. They're nothing more than a bench stash and a, a hope that you see something emerge over the course of the season and if not, they're the guys that you drop for waiver wire pickups when you're streaming quarterbacks or, you know, running backs when your guys get hurt, things like that. And we'll head over finally to the running back position where there's a little bit less of a question mark about the pecking order and just more of a question mark about the usability or the ceiling, I guess, of the running back room. Isaiah Pacheco is, by all means, appears to have established himself as the number one running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's recovering from an injury right now that he is working his way back from, but he appears that he will be ready to go for the start of the regular season. And with that being said, it appears that the Kansas City Chiefs are prepared to roll with him as their running back one. However, as we saw last year, he didn't have a whole lot of involvement in the passing game, and that's going to limit his upside from a fantasy perspective. Last year, after taking over for the Kansas City Chiefs as their running back one beginning around you know week 11, consistently produced and was a top 30 running back on a on a weekly basis however his highest finish was only at running back 15 never got any higher than that never cracked the top 10 and again that's because he's just got a lack of involvement in the passing game and when you're not involved in the passing game your ceiling is going to be limited compared to other running backs out there 
but he still provides a somewhat consistent floor. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of weeks where he won you your league or your or your matchup, but there also wasn't a whole lot of weeks where he let you down, especially as a rookie running back who, you know, started the season third on the depth chart to emerge and take over. So there could be some progression there from Isaiah Pacheco. If he starts to catch passes, his ceiling could definitely increase. But at the moment, he's a low-end running back two for me. I wouldn't feel good about him being my starting running back. He's not somebody that if you do a zero RB strategy that I'd be looking to target, just again, because he's not going to catch passes. So his upside is going to be limited. I don't. Again, I just don't think he's ever going to win you a matchup on a weekly basis. Behind him, you have Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, miraculously still on the Kansas City Chiefs. They apparently still have plans for both of these guys. They're using Clyde Edwards-Alaire hot and heavy in these preseason games. I don't know if that's maybe a showcase to try to trade him away, or if they're just trying to get him more reps and more established in the offense to just see what they have in him and see if there's any hope of salvaging this. But I wouldn't trust either one of these guys. Again, I, th- you, you don't need to draft Jarek McKinnon or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Their consistency as far as a fantasy asset is not going to be there. You never know which week that they're going to decide to randomly dump off to the running back, you know, three times in the red zone and get him, you know, three touchdowns from the one-yard line. It's not something I want to count on. Isaiah Pacheco, I think you're getting pretty late in drafts, and Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm pretty sure that if something starts to happen, they're guys that you can pick up off the waiver wire. So that is it for this episode. Again, just kind of doing shorter episodes here as we uh, go through what happened last year, kind of looking at what's going to happen this year. These episodes will evolve, become a little bit more detailed, a little bit more in-depth as we go along, get the feel for it. Thanks for going through it with me. We appreciate you tuning back in. Good luck with your upcoming fantasy drafts. If you're drafting again before we release our next episode, again, we're going to try to get all 32 teams done prior to September 3rd. Hope to have gotten through all 32 NFL teams. You can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Fantasy Oddballs. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Have a great day.